everybody. Grab your Bible, pencil, and a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Nehemiah 2, verses 17 and 18. Then I said to them, You see the bad situation we're in? That Jerusalem is desolate and its gates burned by fire? Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them how the hand of my God had been favorable to me and also about the king's words which he had spoken to me. Then they said, Let us arise and build. So they put their hands to the good work. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture. And this episode, we are diving into the book of Nehemiah and how sometimes building walls isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it can be healthy. And how do we know if it's an unhealthy or a healthy wall? And and also how God is a God of restoration. So we are really glad that you're here. So pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Kara. Hey, Mom. <laughs> Today is a uh, rainy day in, in Atlanta. It's overcast in Nashville, and it's a little gloomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not going to lie. I'm not gloomy. Good. I'm not gloomy, Good. but the weather is. So it makes yeah. me want to be in my bed. Yep. Yeah. A little bit. Well, what about building a wall? Would you like to? What about it? Would you like to build? <laughs> would you like to talk about building walls? I think I've, I probably build walls often, so I'm probably familiar with this subject. Well, that's probably that's probably true, and and actually, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because often we see walls as a bad thing. It's like we probably are working very hard not to build walls around our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go to counseling, or which I know that you do. Are you talk with someone, they are probably saying you're building a wall or you've mm-hmm. got this wall around your heart or you've got your mm-hmm. wall around your life. And, and I agree that people that have walls, they're often in bondage to their wall. Uh, they're hiding behind it. Yeah. Or they're not super inviting. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I mean, well, the reality is sometimes walls can represent, you know, something that comes between two people. But it also can represent a wall that you don't get out of. Like not you don't necessarily don't let people in, but you don't get out either. You you don't right. You hide behind that. You're not who you really are. You often people are who they think other people want them to be. So they hide behind these walls because they're scared to death that if someone were to get to know them that they might reject them. And right. we, would you say that that's normally because of a pain or heartache or a bad situation that's happened in their life that they would do that? I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but I would say for sure, yes, to me. Like yeah. that is, yeah, definitely true of me. Well, today we're going to talk about walls, and I hope to paint a different picture about a wall or see walls in a different light, uh, because I think sometimes we do have to protect ourselves. I think there's wisdom to protect ourselves. I'm not saying that we should hide behind them. I'm not saying that we're scared and we're afraid of being rejected and out of pain or fear or heartache that we go running and hiding. 
But I do think that wisdom says that there are reasons to to build walls mm-hmm. that well, protect. Walls can protect. So, yeah. That's right. So how do you know if the wall is, I don't want to say good or bad, but how do you know if the wall is maybe healthy or unhealthy? Maybe it's a better way to say that or ask well, that. Well, I think that it's the purpose of the wall. I think that if the wall is there to hide behind so that other people uh, won't know you, that you're afraid of being rejected. Or even fear of being known or fear of whatever, fill in the blank. Sometimes it's fear of intimacy or fear of just being real. The past or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that makes sense. Because I think you can have a healthy fear, though, because sometimes it could be like a fear of being taken advantage of, which I would think, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be taken advantage of. So, Well, that, but then again, it's the purpose of the wall. So if it's for protection, because you do know or you have wisdom, you know that someone is just wanting to hurt you over and over again, then when I think about walls, I think about it in this light about protection is that my purpose for the wall isn't because I'm running or I'm hiding behind these walls because I don't want anyone to know me versus wisdom tells me I need to be careful in who I just let in my life. And I think that that's, that's the difference. And Right, or even being careful of who you let know you in a way. I don't know if that made sense. But yeah, like it's, because I remember, I don't know if it was, it may have been you, but it's like keeping people out is also keeping you from being known. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's some people, I think we have a wall of like, oh, I don't want, or maybe it's the other way around. Like, I don't want to be known. But then the flip side of that is like, well, then you're not really going to be like, you're not really going to know other people either or you well, know. if we hide behind walls because we don't want to be known, because we don't want to be hurt, or we don't want to be rejected, and we're hiding behind walls and pretending to be whatever we think that person wants us to be, then you're not being you anyway. You're being that right. person that you think they will receive and accept. So it's not really, it's not being you in the first place. But today, what I want to talk about is Nehemiah goes and he hears about the walls around Jerusalem that the Israelites, you know, are now being able to have the possibility of going back to Jerusalem. They had been in captivity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so now uh, the Persians are come and they said, you know, you can go back to your, you know, home. And some did and some didn't. Some, you know, stayed um, wherever they were, whether it was in Persia or, you know, wherever they, you know, stayed there, but some did mm-hmm. go back. Well, the ones that went back, they didn't do anything about the wall. They were there. They were very much very involved in the culture around them. And so when Nehemiah hears about that the walls and the uh, gate was been burnt and the walls are still there and the here are the Jewish people, they were there. You mean they the were, walls are not still there? Correct. Yes, right? the, they've yeah. been burned down. And that uh, Nehemiah realizes that, wait, wait, wait a minute, like, like you're not making the Jewish people look good, and you're certainly not making God look good. And so he is very concerned about God's name. Well, and I'm sure it was an, also like you're not protecting yourself from not just moral outside influence, but 
like war or like the physical protection as well, right? Well, they're really still underneath the Persians, the Persian king, oh. and the you know it was really the Persian Empire. But they were allowing the Jewish people to go back and go back to Jerusalem, and they could worship and they could you know do be Jewish people. And so it was more so protecting them against the like the the wall would protect them against like worldly influence. No, nope. not just the wall okay. wasn't going to protect them at all. The wall represent who they were as oh. Jewish people. The wall was uh, around like Jerusalem. Them. Yes, they were separate people. And the people that knew about the Jewish people knew about the Jewish God. And so for Nehemiah, it's like you're not being true to who you are, and you're certainly not making the Jewish God look like he is a God that cares. It's burnt down. Like it's like it was almost like a metaphor as God is gone, the walls are gone. You're not a Jew anymore. You know, it was just like all of a sudden you weren't being a separate people when the king had already given them permission to go back to Jerusalem to be able to worship the way Jewish people would worship mm-hmm. and stuff. And so when uh, Nehemiah realized this, he wept and he prayed and he went before the king and he was the cupbearer to the king. And it was mm-hmm. a, a very, very important position and it was demanded a complete trust if you were the if you were giving a king wine you weren't going to poison him so he trusted him and so Nehemiah went to the king and said you know I'm well actually the king realized that Nehemiah is down and sad and he said well my people my yeah my people are back, but the temple is not uh, restored, and the the walls of the city and the gates all burned down. And you know, I would like to go and inspect it. And the king said, "Okay, go." Well, then when he went to inspect the walls and went to see everything in Jerusalem, he was there for three days, and he realized like this is not good. And so he uh, got up in the middle of the night and got a few men with him, and he told everyone that God was putting on his heart that they needed to rebuild the wall. And so when he went back and told the king, the king said, you can take off. You can, you know, have time. And so Nehemiah gathers the people together and he says, let's build this wall. And so that's kind of the thing that, but the point, Kara, what I want to talk about is that Nehemiah was concerned about what it looked like as far as the Jewish people and their God, like it, like what I was reading, you know, when it said that he was concerned about the way God looked, that he was no longer uh, a reproach. It says that, you know, it, he felt like that as a Jewish people, a nation that's supposed to say there is one God because it was the Jewish God. They were known that there was their specific God, that they weren't like all the other gods around them. And so when he, you know, realized that they were not going back into Jerusalem and being Jewish people and being united, it broke the heart of Nehemiah. So anyway, back to the thing, point of it is that he wanted to go back and the king said that he could and he gets all these people. And and so he begins to build the wall. But what I, what really sticks in my mind about that Nehemiah is such a great leader, and he, you know, he didn't just jump in there and start building, but he made a plan. He got with people. He prayed. That's what I loved about it. He prayed, and he asked God, should we build this wall, and got 
the approval of God, and um, he began to make a plan. Mm-hmm. Well, Andy got the right people. He right. didn't just get people. He looked and was wise and discerning yeah. of getting the right people for the job, That's not right. just yeah, not just anyone, but it's the right people. That's right. And I, but what I want to talk about because this is what you know really as I step back and started looking at this, because I always thought, well, I tell people all the time, like, oh, don't build a wall or don't hide behind walls. And I started thinking about, but you know what? Walls can be good. They can protect you. And and as I looked at Nehemiah and I started thinking about, he was so concerned about the fact that the people needed to, to be who they are. And they needed to protect themselves from things around them that would keep them from being who they are and also kind of like God's getting a bad rap here like you don't even act like you're Jewish and you're not building a wall you're not doing anything and he thought it made God look bad and so let's kind of turn this around here for me and you it would be like a Christian it's like Christians that look like the world and Christians that do things that non-Christians would think I thought Christians didn't do that. So often, a lot of times, we hear all the time, that a lot of people don't want to be a Christian, don't want to follow Jesus because of the Christians they know. And so Nehemiah, you know, was like so concerned about that. And I thought, you know, we should be concerned about that. We should be concerned about who we're just letting in our lives and what we're doing. Are we acting like we really do love Jesus? Are we acting like we're trusting God? And so that kind of was on my mind. And then the other thing I thought about, you know, protecting our hearts. You know how we say that all the time? Like, you need to protect your heart. So how do you do mm-hmm. that? And, and I started thinking, you know, there are some things that we can do that can help us protect ourselves. So I just started thinking about walls, and I started thinking about, you know, I think I've always just saw it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But I also know that there are people that get hurt over and over and over again they let people in their lives that's the same it's just like you know we've talked about this a hundred times that there are so often people that are in abusive relationships get out of that and get right back into it and get back into it and i thought you know as i look at nehemiah and what he did he stood back he prayed and he started surrounding himself like you said the right people you know, to mm-hmm. be able to stand because it was definitely going to be a battle. They mm-hmm. wanted and they did face a lot of, you know, a lot of opposition to that. And I thought, you know, when you're trying to do the right thing, you're going to have a lot of opposition. A lot of people are not going to understand. A lot of people are going to try to keep you from that. And yeah. I think that when you're trying to protect yourself and you're trying to protect your heart and you're trying to live and do the things that you feel like God wants you to do, you're going to have, op- you know, you're going to have opposition. Mm-hmm. But there are sometimes you're going to have to do things. Wisdom just has to tell you, I have to do this to protect myself. And I think, you know, sometimes that means we have to be careful with the people that we surround ourselves with. Mm-hmm. I really, I love how Nehemiah is so focused. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I th- it's a pretty common, um, I mean, I don't know how, I feel like it's fairly well-known, maybe not, but a phrase that he says, I think it's in, I don't know if it's, I think maybe chapter four, 
yeah, chapter four, but where there is mm-hmm. opposition. And he says, you know, like, I cannot come down. I mean, people were trying to distract him, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I cannot come down. I am doing a good work. And I, I love that. It's like, it's just the same, it's the same thing. It's a boundary, whether you mm-hmm. want to call it a boundary or a wall well, or yeah. whatever. But it's it's like that focus of, no, this is what... I'm going to do the to, right this thing. Is, mm-hmm. Or this is who I am, mm-hmm. or this is what God wants me to do, or this is, I don't know, whatever the thing is. But he's just so focused, and he doesn't get distracted. And I think, you know, sometimes I think God can bring distractions, mm-hmm. but I, and I don't, maybe they're not really distractions, but sometimes God can Allow. throw a curveball or, mm-hmm. yeah, like things can go a certain way or that we never saw coming or whatever it may be, but it's more so of like getting off track. Like it's mm-hmm. that I'm not going to take my eyes off of the Lord, really. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not going to get off track. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. focused. I'm going to keep the course. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay in my lane, run my race, as mm-hmm. you always say. And, you know, that's one of the things of Hebrews 12, one, two says, you know, putting off the weight and then the sin. So there's a difference between the weight and the sin so that you can keep running. And I think sometimes... The weight is this distractions. It's uh, people, sometimes it's not that they're bad, but they're not in your life encouraging you to be the best you or the person that God wants you to be, you know. And so often we're afraid not to be with these people. We are afraid not to, you know, continue to, you know, be in their circle of friendships, even though you can still be friends with them, but you have to limit your time with Mm -hmm. them. But, you know, I think those distractions, those things are not necessarily sin, but they're just things that's keeping you, like you said, from running the race and being uh, the person that God created you to be Mm -hmm. and do what God's asked you to do. Yeah. I mean, it says in 4.8, and we pray to our God to set a guard and protection against them day and night. And Mm -hmm. they're referring to the people who are trying to stop them from building the yeah. wall. And it was so so it's so I just hope everybody reads this because it's so so amazing how he set people up and he would have them literally with guns and weapons and you know uh, around the wall while other people were were um building it and it was all through the night and it was how he had a plan like you said focus and i think that that's with us i think sometimes we have to make sure that the people around us have our best interests and we're going in the same direction that they're going with they're wanting the same things that we want you know i don't think that you cannot not be friends with non-believers i'm not saying you can't be friends with people that claim to be a Christian, but they don't live it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you shouldn't spend every waking minute with them. I think you have to protect yourself. Right. Well, it's influencing you. What what voices are you listening Mm -hmm. to? That's right. And that's how you build your wall. Because what you're doing is I'm protecting my heart. I'm not just going to be foolish. I'm not just going to open my heart just to anybody, whether it's friendships, whether it's somebody you're dating, whether it's somebody that you spend a lot of, you know, time with, friendships and stuff, you have to be very careful. And you have to kind of step back and think, does this person lead me in the way that I know God would want me to go? Like, you know, he was looking at the people, the the Jewish people, like, what are, you, what are y'all doing? Like, 
you could come back. You're building this. That you're Jewish people. Why aren't you, you know, building up Jerusalem? Why aren't you, you know, setting up and preparing a place so we can go and worship? Because we haven't been mm-hmm. able to do that. And so these people were so jealous of them because of the fact that you know the wall was getting built. And and you're right. They tried to discourage them. They tried everything they could to trick them. And uh, you know you. You quoted that verse, I've done a good work, and I can't come down. My friend Sandra, she's pastor's wife, and she has that over her um, kitchen cabinets uh, for years and years because she knew as a pastor's wife that there was always an expectation that she's supposed to be at church every time, you know, her husband was. And she knew that she had small children at home. And she thought, you know, I'm here and she homeschooled her kids, and mm-hmm. she was saying, you know, I'm doing a good work. Yeah, like when their dreams that she wanted to do, and she knew, you know, at this at that season when her kids were young, she knew mm-hmm. her good work at that, like hers was to be with her kids. That's, mm-hmm. That was for her. That's not speaking for anyone else, but for her, that was what she felt, and she knew like, oh, if I want to, you know, maybe later on I can do and that another season mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, the, the, one of the things that I think is interesting about the opposition is the lies, like the accusations that mm-hmm. were spoken against Nehemiah and the, his intentions. Like they, mm-hmm. and I think that's one thing I'm like, slight soapbox for me is when people assume other people's intentions or mm-hmm. assume right. why they're doing something. And it's like, you don't, we don't know why someone's doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, we never know. Or why they are or not, or, their intentions or whatever, we can see their actions. But, and I think that's where, you know, he, what was coming against him were accusations and lies. And they were primarily about his intentions in building the wall, you know, right. like why he was doing it. And they're, I mean, ultimately they're trying to use fear mm-hmm. to get him to stop. But um, I think that's like, that's another thing to look into like where is their fear involved you know yeah. like and and I think there can be like a lot of people yeah like it's an I think there can be a healthy mm-hmm. amount of fear a healthy fear in terms of like you know fearing the Lord or you know whatever mm-hmm. but um well I mean if a snake comes here I think you know it's validation that I should fear yes. that uh, but, yeah. I, but I think what you're saying is is this fear uh and again this is what I love is that Nehemiah always said, our God would fight for us. And he would say, let's pray. And he was constantly praying. He was constantly seeking God to fight for them. And he would remind the people, don't be afraid of these people. You're listening Mm -hmm. to all they're saying and their accusations and they're coming after you. Don't listen to them. Keep your eyes on focus on what God wants for you and what God has for you. Yeah, and I think that's like what I asked earlier of like, how do you know if it's a a healthy wall or an unhealthy wall. And I think that's part of it is always looking to God and almost like you'll just, you'll know, you know, yeah. like it's one of those things like the Holy Spirit in you, if you're a believer, you know, you'll, if you are, you know, in that communion with the Lord and listening to Him and, you know, abiding in Him, then you will, you'll just kind of, you'll just kind of know. Because for some people, it's like it, could be a healthy wall for me, but it might be an unhealthy wall for you because we're two totally different people. So it's not, you can't look at someone else and be like, oh, well, their wall is this and 
that's not healthy. It's like, well, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know why somebody's done something, what they're doing. And I think that, you know, Nehemiah would, you know, encourage the people and say, look, God is going to, don't listen to these people. God is going to fight for us that God has told us to do this. You've got to do what God's told you to do, even if you're being accused unjustly or you don't know what you're doing. You've got to do what you feel like is the right thing to do. And I think, you know, I, I found it so interesting, like in uh, chapter four, like uh, verse 21, it says, So we carried on the work with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At that time, I also said to the people, let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem so that they may be a guard for us by night and a laborer by day. And I I just thought, you know, he had this plan because he could see that the people were getting discouraged. So he said, "Okay, look, if you're afraid, we're going to have somebody guard you, you know. But he kept saying over and over again, God is going to fight for us because we're doing what God's told us to do. And I think Mm -hmm. that those the thing is a lot of times when you do say, I cannot be their friend, or I can't go out and spend a lot of time with them. I find myself when I'm with them, I, you know, have no self-control. I'm doing things I would never do or whatever. Mm. You've got to kind of say, you know, they may not understand, but I have to be more focused on what God wants Mm -hmm. than, than what you want, and that God will defend my name. Yeah, and it's not always with relationships, but it's like a Everything. A role, you know, yeah. like it's like I, it may not make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes it, I feel like that would be in Nashville. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I get asked all the time, why do I, you know, about moving to Atlanta? And I don't, I can't explain it. I don't really know why. I just know that I'm in Nashville. And I, it, I don't think it will be forever. You know, I think it, I, I always say it's a matter of time before I mm-hmm. probably will move back to Atlanta. But, and it's not a strong, like, I don't think it would be wrong for me to move to Atlanta. Right. But so it's not a, it's a difference. It's not, I don't think it's right or wrong necessarily, but it's one of those where it's like, this is just, this is where I am. And like, almost like this is my work right now. It's, you know, being in Nashville right. for whatever reason. And the thing that I really love that I was um, reading in a commentary earlier today about Nehemiah, it was talking about the plan of restoration and how like Nehemiah, ultimately God was using mm-hmm. Nehemiah to make what was wrong to make it right. Mm-hmm. And they put it, I wrote it down because I really liked the way it was said, but it was talking about the plan of restoration. It was, it's watching God do in 52 days what hadn't been done in hundreds of years, mm-hmm. which was rebuilding the wall. Mm-hmm. Like they re- rebuilt it in 52 days, which was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, and then it said, when God is involved, it doesn't take long to get things right again when it's brought under God's authority. And mm-hmm. I love that where it's mm-hmm. like, it's all about being under God's authority. And once it's under God's authority, like, and, I, and maybe it stuck out to me just because of, I needed to personally hear that, but it mm-hmm. was like, when God makes things right and when God is restoring something, like it doesn't take long. Sometimes it seems like it because in thinking of even the story of Nehemiah, it would took hundreds of years and it took a long time for, you know, for the for Nehemiah to just even be in the position mm-hmm. to go build back mm-hmm. the wall. And so there was a lot of behind the scenes work, but then it's like once it got into action mm-hmm. and once it started, once it was time, mm-hmm. um, it took 52 days, which was hardly any time back then, especially to build a wall of that size. And so, and I think too, like just seeing like un- when it's under God's authority, mm-hmm. or in other words, when and it's God's what God will. wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's what God wants, if God is in it, if you're surrendered and submitted, to him, 
like basically anything can be restored. Anything mm-hmm. can be done. I mean, sometimes it takes long, but it's like God can do it in an instant. He can do it in mm-hmm. 52 days, even if it would have normally taken hundreds of years or whatever it may be. And I think that the key, Kara, uh, is that it is God wanting to work with you, work with me. God could restore the wall and build the wall without Nehemiah and the other people. Right. But God wanted to use Nehemiah. God wanted to use the people so that when they got through, they knew that they couldn't have done it without God. God gets all the credit, but they made a choice. And they had to make some hard decisions. They had to make some hard choices to say, I'm not going to listen to what everybody thinks. I'm not going to try to defend my name. But this is something I know that God wants me to do, and I've got to be faithful to what God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. And this happens to be the wall around Jerusalem. And But for us in our lives, I think we have to look back, and we cannot always worry about having the applause of man. People don't understand why certain people do what they do or why they're pushed back or why they're kind of reserved a little bit. You know, we've talked about this you know, so many times just me and you about there's just certain times that you go through difficult times. And sometimes you're trying to protect your heart and stay off of uh, social media. Sometimes you have to protect your heart and not go certain places or be with certain people just because you know that if I continue to do that, this is not going to go well. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be in shambles. And so I think that it's what you said God is in the restoration building, but he, you have to make decisions. He wants you to make decisions. He wants me to make the decisions to work with him to choose mm-hmm. to make. And, and yes, it's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, I would, I mean, I don't want to speak for the Bible, but I feel like it took 52 days. In other words, I think it was quick because of their surrender and focus. You know, they did not get off course. That doesn't mean, you know, maybe it would have taken a little bit longer if Nima had gone down mm-hmm. instead of, you know, staying up and building or, you know, we don't know. But I just think ultimately it's like, okay, God, like God is God and we we can mm-hmm. do, we won't be perfect, but we put our hand to what we feel like God's mm-hmm. asked us to put our hand to and not getting distracted or like letting God fight for us, letting God, mm-hmm. letting God do God's part. Yeah, Which and, is everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I think wisdom. I think wisdom is like, you know, I'm going to, I just need to step back and think, you know, every time I do this or every time I'm with them, this happens or this, this is the result of that. So wisdom tells me maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't get on social media. Maybe I shouldn't always be around this group of people. Maybe I shouldn't. And you just fill in the blank. You know what you're dealing with and who's in on this conversation. You know what you have to deal with that it's kind of like a weakness of you. It's like, I wish I was stronger. I wish I didn't have to, you know, go uh, and not do these things. I wish I could, you know, really stand firm. But you know yourself. You know who you are and you know your pattern. And so you have to be very careful. And that was why, like, in thinking about Nehemiah, he went and he examined the whole situation and he made a plan. And I think that's still trusting God to do it. But you have to show wisdom. Right. Well, I think even in other decisions, like the not relational, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I, I know this is what, 
got to put my hand to, yes, I may have these other dreams or hopes or whatever to do in my life. But, you know, if you have young kids at home, it's like, well, maybe you would love to go have a full-time job somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can't do that right now. Or you'd love to stay home and you can't. Yeah, like maybe yeah, yeah, like later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like whatever it may be, it's just kind of looking at like, okay, like this is what God has put before me. Um, and having, like you said, that wisdom and discernment to know, is this what God has mm-hmm. put before me? And submitting it under God's authority. And, you know, you, you just never, you never know what God can do or what God is doing. And it's hard to not think that it's not going to last forever. Right. And I think that the main thing is to really pray and say, God, what do you want me to do? I think he does want us to step back and look at our patterns and look at what makes us fall every time. Looks, you know, wisdom tells you, like, you know, if I'm doing this or doing that, I tend to walk away from God or not trust God. Whatever that is, you fill in the blank. We all have our moments of whatever situations come about that causes us sometimes not to trust him. And you have to use wisdom, and you have to say, okay, I'm going to make a plan as best as I can. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. And if I am in that situation, then I need to make a plan and ask God to protect my heart and trust Him and listen to Him and know that He's fighting for us, and He wants us to be successful. He wants us to represent the King well. He wants us to show the world around us that we have a great God. And that was definitely what Nehemiah wanted. He wanted the people around them to know that God is great and God had a plan for the Jewish people and he wanted them to glorify him. And he'd given them Jerusalem, he'd given them a temple, he'd given them a way to to worship and they should go and do and be obedient. And I think that for us today, as we're ending this conversation, that what we need to do is re-examine our lives and say, God, I see a pattern in my life. So I don't want to go down that road. I want to do what you want me to do. So I'm going to examine it. I'm going to put people around me accountability. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to protect me and protect my heart. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.